With us now on Watch the Media is a young man who's gone from a uh, Northern California uh, youth golf superstar to a college champion to a, a PGA champion and now is cutting his teeth very, very nicely on uh, television on golf on the Golf Channel, Aaron Oberholzer. Aaron, how are you, sir? Good, John. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you very much for uh, uh, taking a few minutes of your time. We spent an awful lot of time months ago kind of going through the whole business here. I want to get a little bit of uh, some particulars now. And uh, I guess it sounds sort of maybe even cliched or even trite, but uh, we'll just call it the tiger effect in golf. I have opined probably on more than one occasion, Aaron, that that there's nobody in American sport who can drive his or her sport individually more than Tiger Woods. Is that true? Uh, I, I would have to agree. Obviously I don't follow other sports uh, very closely since my, you know, we're a 24 hour news organization about, about golf. So that's pretty much what I spend most of my time or all of my time uh, doing is looking into golf and, and I would say that, uh, well, it's also a reason why we, that's the reason we gave him the nickname, the needle in the media. Um, he doesn't just move the needle. He is the needle. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a phenomenon that I think, uh, is unparalleled in, in any sport and maybe in sports history, quite honestly. Um, I'm having a hard time coming and to, to, when you look at a tournament, an average PGA tour event without tiger woods. And then you take the same average PGA tour event. I'm not talking about a major take that same average PGA tour event. And you add tiger woods to that event the following year. Um, the, the, the numbers in ratings for television are staggering. The difference it's staggering. And I don't know if anybody, if anybody is capable of doing that in, in sports today, uh, I don't know if anybody was capable of doing that in sports in yesteryear. So, uh, I mean, Michael Jordan moved the needle uh, for sure when he played. Everybody wanted to see that he sold tickets. If the Bulls were coming to town, you were buying a ticket. Doesn't matter if your team stunk or not. You were buying a ticket to get a seat to watch Michael Jordan play. Um, I think uh, maybe the big names in in uh, heavyweight boxing were much the sim similar back in the day when heavyweight boxing was a really big deal. Mike Tyson and so on and so forth. Uh, those guys could put butts in the seats, uh, but no one does it quite like Tiger Woods. And it's 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 pretty unprecedented. Yeah, I sort of related it to uh, my students and said, maybe since Muhammad Ali has yeah, one I, individual been able to drive the sport. That's the only other human and other performer slash athlete that I would put in the same category from a draw perspective, a, a, I've got to watch this, even though I'm, I don't know anything about boxing or even though I don't know a lot about golf or I play once a year, I got to watch because what this guy and what this, what this, this human being is capable of doing yeah. and, and what he, what he can do um, in his sport. It's pretty cool. How do the other golfers feel about that? Because let's be honest, Aaron, they know the ratings. They know the people. They know that, that the sponsorships on their their, uh, their oh. shirts get, get more play yeah. when Tiger Woods is on television. Um, so how do they feel about that? I, I, a rising tide raises all boats, you know? We, uh, we, we, we uh, as a player, because I was part of that Tiger era where purses started jumping up when I was on tour. 
And so, you know, you as a player, do you want to win? Yes. Do you do you want to compete and play against him? And and do you want to feel slighted? Uh, do you feel slighted when the media pulls you aside and you get four questions and three of them are about Tiger and one of them's about your round? Yeah, you feel slighted and it makes you mad. But then when you really step back and you think about it, you go, you know what? The guy he's I'm not driving the sport. You know, Phil Mickelson's not driving the sport, and he's the arguably the second greatest player in this generation. Um, but he's second greatest by a long way, a long way. It's not even close. Um, and he's still a ridiculous Hall of Fame level player, Phil is. Uh, that's how much the gap is between what what Tiger has done for all of us, including Phil Mickelson. He's made Phil Mickelson an even wealthier man than he would have been and a more successful uh, business person outside of golf than he would have been if Tiger hadn't have been the person that he was, for sure. And I think we all realize that now. And when we step back and we look at it, yeah, do you feel slighted a little bit? For sure, because you have pride as an athlete. You want to play your best. You want to show what you can do. And you want to say, yeah, I got a chance. I mean, give me a chance against him. I might not win, but I want to feel like I have a chance. But at the same time, you realize – you know, yeah, this is the guy that's making the wheels turn around here. Yeah. Do you think now, Aaron, um, um, Tiger, who is now three wins short of tying Jack Nicholas for the all-time number of Grand Slam wins, which is 18 for Nicholas, now 15 for Tiger, um, is he back in that conversation for sure? Uh, well, one of my colleagues, Brandel, said yes to that. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to win major champions. I don't know if I'm an unequivocal yes, quite honestly. Uh, I just know, you know, not that Brandel doesn't know. He definitely knows how hard it is to win. He played a, a lot of years on tour and, and, uh, uh, he knows how difficult it is to win on the PGA tour. I know how difficult it is to win on the PGA tour. And we both know how difficult it is to win majors because neither him and I, he or I, or, or Frank Novello have, have won one. David knows what it's like. David Duvall knows what it's like to win a major. Trevor Immelman, who we work with, knows what it's like to win a major. And they can tell you that it's extremely difficult to win major championships. However, however, the weird thing is, is I was just having a conversation about this with Ben Crenshaw today. And I said to Ben, I said, you know, he said, hey, what about that show at Augusta National a couple of a couple of you know, weeks ago? And I said, phenomenal for the sport. Great for the game. Great boost. We needed it. Great to have Tiger back in that realm um, and, and winning again. Uh, when, when I didn't, I thought I, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, John, I never thought I would see Tiger win another major. I was in that camp. I never did. And then I did some thinking and I sat there and I went, you know, after his win at Augusta, I went, you know what? It makes the most sense that he would win major championships. And the reason why I say that is that he's got the most experience. He's got, he still has the shots available to him, the creativity, um, and what these, a lot of these young guys don't have is number one experience. And number two, even though some of them won majors, they don't have the shots, the same amount of shots available to them to be able to get at certain, if you really want to get golfy, to get at certain hole locations or flags or pins or whatever you want to call them, to be able to access those locations, to give yourself good looks, to score well, good looks at birdie and so on and so forth. 
he's a smart player. He's always had a the highest golf IQ that I've ever played with as Tiger, along with the talent. And that's a dangerous combination. So it 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 actually makes more sense that he would actually have a better chance to break Nicholas's record in in playing, you know, major in playing major championships now than maybe he would have uh maybe not so much in the past but winning regular tournaments on the PJ tour might be tougher for him to a certain extent i can't can't believe i'm saying this <laughs> but it might be tougher for him in a certain extent winning regular tournaments on the PJ tour versus winning major championships because he knows how to play major championship mm-hmm. golf that's all he's ever studied and 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 if it's if it translates to a regular tour golf course, which it does great, but he needs to basically have his body ready to go four weeks a year. And that's it, because that's pretty much at this point now that he's only three away. That's I would imagine that's all he cares about. Yeah. And he's the type of guy psychologically that can actually put that kind of pressure on himself and be ready to play those those four weeks a year and actually come out and have a, an opportunity to win. As long, the biggest caveat of all, as he stays healthy. Yeah. Aaron Oberholzer, analyst for the Golf Channel, is with us. I'm John Schrader. This is Watch the Media. You're a contemporary of Tiger. You bumped into each other in the college days, and and he played at Stanford, and you're from Northern California. Um, Having known Tiger from those days and to these days, how has that impacted or affected your relationship with him? Uh, you know, now it's a, it's a business relationship now, you know, before it was uh, friendly competitors um, on the PGA tour and in college um, rivals in college for sure. Uh, but on the PGA tour, there were no, he had no rivals on the PGA tour. Literally he had no rivals. <laughs> tiger in the in, re- tiger in the field. It, yeah, Exactly. It was, it's exactly right. Um, but uh, our relationship now is, you know, it's a business relationship. He understands that I'm part of the media and that I have to do a job and that I have to, I have to be critical at times. At times I, I praise. And, uh, when I do get a chance to potentially interview him or ask him questions, I have to ask potentially tough questions. Um, I think he gets it. He's been around it a lo- long enough. And, uh, I just hope that, uh, when I do get the opportunity to do, to do that, I, I ask, I ask good questions and ask smart questions pertaining to, to what's gone on that day um, and uh, or whatever happened that day. Isn't so, it hard to get good stuff out of him, though? Uh, not anymore. No? You know, he's, he's actually becoming a lot more open. It, he's a, this is a different guy. Uh, I, I think he's being a lot more honest with himself. He's being a lot more honest with the media. I think he's always been honest maybe in private with himself and what he needs to do and how he needs to get better. You don't become great like he, like he has been and he is without being honest with yourself. But that hasn't always been the case with the media. He doesn't. He, I, th- I think he feels like he doesn't want to show weakness and give away trade secrets and so on and so forth when he's asked. And he's opening up more. And you know what? In all honesty, I don't think it's going to hurt him. No, that's awesome. The, yeah, that's the awesome. game is. The, I think it's actually going to help him to a yeah. certain extent. And I think the game's played a little differently nowadays than 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 before. Whereas, remember, he built this generation of golfers that we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. He, this is him. You know, the Jordan Spieth, the Justin Thomases, the Brooks Kepkas, even all going down to even the Dustin Johnsons of the world. He built these guys. He's what he was the model for these guys. The training, the long hitting, 
the, the he gave him the roadmap to show him what dominance looks like and what 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 dominance can be and how you become dominant. And these guys are just have been just chasing that for the last you know, I'd say five five or six years uh, since they've all gotten on tour. DJ a little longer than that, but um, so I don't think Tiger has no fear of these guys, but. I don't think these the, the, the young guys, they have a lot of fear of Tiger, but that's because they never saw Tiger do what he just did on Sunday at Augusta National before. Now I think when they see Tiger up the board, let's say at the next major, at the PGA, at uh, Bethpage Black, where he's won a U.S. Open before, they see Tiger on that board on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, maybe the old tiger, the, the effect the old tiger had comes out even with this new young generation. So, cause they know he's done it again now. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that puts a little bit of pressure on those guys to do things much like he did to the guys like Mickelson and Els and VJ and all of us made us do things that we weren't comfortable doing. And that maybe we couldn't do with our games because we knew we had to come up with something special to so- beat him. At the at the risk, Aaron of Buzzkill, what is the second best story in golf right now? Oh my gosh! I mean, this is first. There's not even a tie for first. Oh, this is first. No. What's the second no. best story in golf? Golly, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Could you guys do 24 I, 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 hours a day? Can you do 24 hours a day on the Golf Channel on Tiger Woods? I, I'm pretty sure we tried. <laughs> yeah, I'm for a couple sure of days anyway. Tried. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was and well deserved. I mean, this is this is potentially one of the greatest comeback stories in, in, in all of sports. Not not let let alone just golf. I mean, some some old school guys might argue with, oh, Ben Hogan almost died in his car in the car wreck, you know, and came back and won major championships. Yeah, the, and I'll give him that. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, Tiger. You could also argue that Tiger came back. You know, Ben's injuries were physical. I, I don't know how psychological they were. But his were physical for sure, and he did almost die. But you could argue that's almost that to come back from from what Tiger came back from, which was deeply psychological, is even harder than. And you add the physical to it, so you yeah. add the deep psychological wounds plus the physical wounds. That 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 could be the greatest. This could be the greatest com, com, golf comeback of all time. Probably the second greatest sports comeback in my mind that I can think of right off the top of my head with Ollie being number one, mm-hmm. you know, especially the cultural significance of the Ollie comeback and what it meant and what he was what he was standing for. You got you, you can't overlook that, in my opinion. Not only did Ali, not to get too far away from Tiger, but not only did Ali uh, fight the courts and fight the, the public over his, his right not to go to Vietnam and come back, but when he was older, he had a big comeback. When he was uh, older and past his prime, he had a big sure. comeback as well, which was pretty impressive. Sure. So, yeah. Hey, um, so um, you guys um, at the Golf Channel um, talk all day long uh, about Tiger. And you you talk all day long. How do you keep it fresh? Um, because you're talking to an audience that knows everything about Tiger. Well, the the that's a great question. The audience changes to a certain extent, you know, but they come in and out a lot. Um, you know, you you have to become uh, you have to become good at saying the same thing. Um, 10 different ways. There you go. That, that, that's, that's, that's what this job is about to a certain extent, because you're right there to try to find a new angle on Tiger Woods or quite honestly on any player is very, very difficult because 
when you if 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 you really boil it down and and all these guys are trying to do the exact same things they're just it's all versus on themes that's all it is in golf and and once you've already told what this this guy's verse on this theme and all of them have pretty much the same theme everybody just has a slightly different verse on that theme then once you understand and you've already explained the verse well pretty much everybody's got it now everybody knows the theme once they understand the verse you can't explain now you just got to figure out a different way to to explain that verse in a different way and find a different angle yeah that's the hard part of the job uh i when you have when you when you have a 24 hour rotating news cycle on one sport and you're talking about the same guys all the time it's very very difficult quite honestly one final thought um you didn't hear much of anything if anything at all in the final broadcasts of the masters about some of those wounds that tiger had were self-inflicted some of those wounds were of his own making uh you know photos of uh, porn queens on his phone and th- those kinds of things and a public relations disaster, let's be honest. But you didn't hear yeah. much about that at anything at all in the broadcast. Do you guys have a responsibility to, to talk about that or you just don't want to? I don't mean you, I don't mean you directly, but yeah, broadcasters. no, no, you know, that that's a great question. And this is something that since I've gotten into the media in the last, this is my seventh year now in the media, that I've always wrestled with. And, and for the first two or three years, I was, de- uh, I was definitely a player first player first. Like I'm I'll never, uh, and I'll always be a player first, but that percentage has changed in me over the years as I've gotten more m- media and understood what my job is and what my role is. And I think that that's different depending on the job you're doing. I think that live golf's job is to quite honestly, is to kind of it's cupcakes and rainbows a lot quite honestly it is and that's what i kind of what i call it it's cupcakes puppies and rainbows that's live golf make everybody sound just beautiful and it it kind of gets nauseous after a while i'm not gonna lie because i think that there needs to be some realism there and if you have a good if not great play-by-play guy which i believe we do at golf channel and nbc with dan hicks you can still say that you can still say those things, but it takes a great play by play guy to say it the right way. I can't say those things. I'm an analyst, but it, but the play by play guy should be able to bring that up, tell the story. Cause that is the real media person who studied it, who, who has done it his whole life. And this is his career. Whereas, you know, all of us started playing golf first and we came to the media. So we're not, you know, we know our role and, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be the guys to have to have to say that quite honestly, even though maybe some of our bosses maybe would, would allow it to happen. But if you have a, if you have the right play by play guy, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying that in a live golf tournament, why we don't really do that. I have no idea quite honestly, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, you hear it from the players and, and you hear why you guys got to be so negative. Why you guys got to be so negative. Uh, you know, and so you, I think a lot of us don't want to, quite honestly, don't want to hear it from the players. Brandel's not afraid, which is why I respect him. He's not afraid to, 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 to say what he thinks. And he's got usually has very good information to back it up. So that's, I think, the news side of it. Mm-hmm. You can come out and say that stuff as long as you, uh, like in Golf Central and so on and so forth, and Morning Drive, our news programs, 
you can come out and say that stuff because quite it's factually accurate. Uh, why they don't do it in live golf? Again, that's I I've never once in a while they'll bring something up from a guy's past, but most of the time it's going to be I'd say ninety five percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, it's going to be cupcakes and rainbows, um, and uh, and and they're going to stay away from the negative stuff. Um, the tour also does not like negative. No, they, and you'll hear from them too, really, won't you? Yeah. Boy, when especially when Tim Fincham was 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 um, heading up the tour, they did their best to control the narrative to to what they wanted, uh, and they and they did a good job. But you know, it's also to you know to, to keep that squeaky clean image of the PGA Tour. But it's also quite honestly, John, I don't know that it really. I mean, people are people aren't. I think especially in golf, our 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 audience pretty bright audience mm-hmm. I mean, they know they, they know they know they're very astute yeah. um and some of them are very astute in television quite honestly and because i hear it from my friends who are from the bay area who are you know 10 12 handicaps but they're not only astute in golf but they're astute they understand they understand something about tv and and so on and so forth um and uh you know they're not they don't want to be talked down to they don't want to be patronized and quite honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. So I think we owe it to the audience to a certain extent to really tell the whole truth and the whole story. And as well as project our own opinions mm-hmm. as expert and analysts in my case, uh, and back it up with fact, back it up with, with fact or what we believe might happen. Cause everybody likes to know what they wants to let us, they want to want us to tell them what they think is going to happen based on our, on our knowledge. That's what we're paid for. Um, and, uh, but when you start to kind of talk about the entirety of the story and you start talking about the background of, 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 of an athlete, you know, it, I think it would be better for us to tell the entire story at times, quite honestly. Well, I'll just remember when I'm watching cupcakes and rainbows. I'll remember that Cup- cupcakes, yeah, puppies it, it, and rainbows. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One of my colleagues called it that. I, I won't, oh, he'll <laughs> remain nameless, but one of my colleagues in live golf, actually, it wasn't in live golf. One of my colleagues, uh, well, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't live golf. I can't remember now. Um, one of my colleagues, anyway, they, they said that to me. And I said, when I first started the job uh, in the media, uh, not just doing live golf, mm-hmm. but doing studio golf, you know, uh, explain kind of the different roles. And live golf is this, and studio golf is that. <laughs> so on and so forth and and uh and and that person was pretty much dead on from what i from what i from what i can recall well aaron thank you very much for your time i appreciate it it's always great chatting with you thanks john i appreciate it aaron oberholzer of the golf channel i'm john schrader and this is watch the media